coming up on the Children's Hour, we're going to be joined by the epic voice guy himself, John Bailey. You may not recognize his name, but you're definitely familiar with his voice since it's been heard in thousands of commercials, TV shows, video games, movies, and more. My name is Optimus Prime. Then we have some excellent news from the Extinction Diaries about a butterfly in the United Kingdom that's making a recovery from extinction. All of this is mixed with excellent music, much of which was performed by musicians who are themselves voice actors. The Children's Hour is a production of the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico nonprofit dedicated to producing high quality kids public radio. You can find our playlists and so much more at childrenshour.org. It's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. Why did the scarecrow get a trophy? I don't know why. Because he was outstanding in his field. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. You're listening to an encore edition of the Children's Hour.
That's the Beat Buds released last fall. I have a voice. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. I am so glad to be with every one of you, including all of these kids on Zoom. Hello, everyone. Hi. And who's with us today? Hi, it's Maya. Hi, that's Max, my mom. Hello, it's Lily. Hello, it is Corbett. Hi, it's Illuminata. Hi, it's Isaac. Hello, everyone. My name is Melissa. Hey, it's Lily. Hi, it's Daniel. Hello, it's Amadeus. Hello, it's Lily May. Hello, it's Santa. Well, hello. So kind of you all to be here. Today on the Children's Hour, we are doing some voice acting. That's right. We're using different voices to become different people. But really, we're just the same person. We're just experimenting with our voices. You see, we have one of the most preeminent voice actors alive today on the Children's Hour as our guest. That's right, folks. We've got John Bailey himself, the epic voice guy. Please don't go anywhere. Stick with us for another great edition of the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. Hello, I am a low voice. And I am a high voice. Together, we would like to sing you a song. Yeah, let's do it, low voice. My voice is low. My voice is high. My voice is low. sound like this and we know why it's because my voice is low my voice is high very nice high voice thank you low voice i've got an idea why don't we change our voices to meet in the middle oh okay you go first all right well let's let's see okay in the middle yeah my voice isn't low. My voice isn't high. My voice isn't low. My voice isn't high. Together we sound like this and we know why. It's because my voice isn't low. And mine isn't high. Hello! Oh, hello. Who are you? I am the most famous high voice in the world. Oh, would you like to sing a song with us? Yes, I think that would be acceptable. Okay, I'll stay in the middle. And low, you go back down low. Okay. Here we go. My voice is low. My voice is in the middle. My voice is high. My voice is low. My voice is in the middle. My voice is high. Together we sound like this and we know why. My voice is low. My voice is in the middle. My voice is 
voice. No, no time for selfies. Oh, maybe just one. Voices is Chris Lamb Sam from his Silly Funny Songs for Kids release. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and today on the show, we are so excited because we have the epic voice guy himself, John Bailey, with us on the show today. Hello, John Bailey. Hi. You just sound like a normal guy for a voice actor. I am a normal guy. (laughs) (laughs) The kids have a lot of questions for you. Let's go to Soleil. What's your um, hobby? Actually, my hobby kind of has to do with my job a little bit. Uh, my hobby is was has been like making videos um, for the internet. I started doing that one in 2007, and a lot of that work led to just stuff that I made myself. Led to actual voiceover jobs because people heard what I sounded like in the videos, or they really liked my humor or all the impressions that I could do. And some of the voices that I grew up doing as a kid, I would do videos about it, or I would do a speech like the uh, one of the vid- first videos that had like a lot of views was me doing the Optimus Prime speech from the movie from 2007. And a lot of people were like, "There's no way that's your real voice. That can't be real." <laughs> but that all eventually led to booking jobs that made me f- famous. You know, so you never really know when you put out there might come back. So any anytime I see a chance to do anything that might lead to some more work, then, you know, what's the harm? And it makes people laugh or it's it takes them a break. And I've had a lot of people that were in a really bad place at the time or they were sick or they were going through something really hard and they're like, man, that really that really changed things for me. I really I needed that at the time. So it does good for people and it did good for my career. That's terrific. What is the voice from the Oculus Rift? Oculus Rift? Yes. My name is Oculus Rift. Okay, Boomer. Everybody's going to laugh now. <laughs> it's Optimus Prime, but good try. Optimus Prime, sorry. <laughs> Oculus Rift is a VR helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and my brain is somewhere else. That's okay. Well, that's totally mortifying. Okay, Isaac. Hi. Help me out. What's your question? What does it mean to be a voice actor? Well, the uh, the job's kind of written right there in the name. You act with your voice. That's pretty much all there is to it. And there's a lot of different types of voice acting. Sometimes I, I have to fit in specific mouth movements for like an anime series. And sometimes there's no animation done yet and I just act and then they animate to me. And other times it's a commercial and it's a very specific thing you have to do. Other times they kind of leave it where you can kind of make up things along as, as you go and they kind of course correct. And then sometimes I do movie trailers and then sometimes I do voices for toys, which has to be a little bit different. And sometimes I do voices for video games, which has to be slower than like animated things. So every part of the job, depending on what job it is, is a little bit different, but it all comes from just acting with your voice. And a lot of people think that, oh, if I can read, that means I can voice act. But they forget that you need to be a good actor to be a good voice actor. It's not about having a cool voice or doing a bunch of cool cartoon character impressions or whatever. I mean, that's great for like TikTok, but it may not get you a job in what I do. So, What inspired you to be a voice actress? I wanted to be a voice actress when I was this many. <laughs> she has an adorable voice. A voice actor, actually. They, they kind of retired the term actress altogether. They kind of just call everybody an actor now. Inspired to get a voice actor when I was a kid, I heard Optimus Prime's voice. But he wasn't in Transformers yet. He was actually doing Voltron. And in ni- 1980, whatever it was, uh, his voice was what started off the show. Across time and space, Voltron, defender of the universe. And I was like, wow, 
I just I want to be whatever that is because that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. And that kind of just always made me interested in pursuing it. I'd started doing like l- repeating back voices that I'd heard from shows. We didn't have a television because we were poor, um, but my grandmother did. And I would listen to Sesame Street characters and I would listen to Mr. Rogers and I would just do those voices. And eventually I ended up doing that for a living. What projects have you done? Oh, there's too many to miss to, to list. One that a lot of kids know is Honest Trailers and Honest Game Trailers. I've been doing those for good grief, a decade, I guess now. Um, but I've worked on a lot of, of Transformer stuff. I uh, the new Animaniacs that's on Hulu. You can hear me as Pegasus in episode three, which is really cool for me because Animaniacs was one of my favorite cartoons growing up as a kid. Lots of video games, uh, Street Fighter Four and XCOM, God of War Four. There's just a lot of different stuff that I, you know, you never really know. A lot of movie trailers, and I fill in for a lot of famous people too. So I, you hear me, you know. Uh, I'm pretty much show of hands, everybody that watched Detective Pikachu. Pikachu? Yeah. Well, guess who filled in for De- De- Detective Pikachu's voice? That was this guy. So uh, my the, the one that's easiest to, sp- to find is when he's fighting Charizard in the cage, and it's like, Pika, Pika! That was actually me. They thought I was funnier than Ryan Reynolds was, so. And uh, you can hear me again towards the end of the movie when I was like, the annual Rhyme City Pokemon Parade. I was the, the newscaster right before the final battle. But a lot of what I do is call, it's called ADR. And I go in before the movie's finished. Right now I'm working on another Ryan Reynolds movie and I'm working on a Dwayne Johnson movie. And I just kind of fill in for their voices along the way. Um, anytime they feel like they need to fill in a space. And it's pretty easy when they, when they have the actor like this. You can't see their face? Because I don't have to worry about the mouth matching. So I can fill in stuff. Or if it's like, here, it's time to explain something that's about to happen. And then they start showing a montage of stuff. All they need is voice for that part. Because they don't show the person on camera. And they have somebody like me do it because it's a whole lot cheaper and a whole lot faster to get me to do it than it is to have some big, fancy, expensive actor come in from Europe or wherever they are at the time. You know, I'm pretty sure Dwayne Johnson's in the jungle somewhere making another jungle movie. Because of their availability and and their rates, a lot of the time they get somebody like me to do it. I had no idea. A lot of people don't. And you you would be shocked at how many famous actors that I'm actually the voice (laughs) and it's not them. I am shocked. Pretty much all, all of the guys in Marvel, all of the Marvel Cinematic guys I've, I've filled in for at one point in something or, or another. So so we could actually just be like, like fire off Marvel characters and you'd be like, oh yeah, this is that voice. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I am a billionaire genius playboy philanthropist, you know, and we have a Hulk, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we think we're talking to the epic voice guy, John Bailey, here on the Children's Hour about being a voice actor. Oh, we have so much more coming. Stick with us. Let's get grumpy. I'm going down to the Grumpy Time Club. I feel kind of cross and my shoes sort of rub. Real nice folks, real good grub. Down at the Grumpy Time Club. Grumpy Time Club, we use grumpy voices, play grumpy games and make grumpy choices, and nobody tells us to lower our voices down at the Grumpy Time Club. Oh yeah, the Grumpy Time Club, I'm going down to the Grumpy Time Club. Get a snack, get a hug, down at the Grumpy Time Club. At the Grumpy Time Club, you can just sit around. Glare and you glare, frown and you frown. It's the most relaxing place in town. Down at the Grumpy Time Club. At the Grumpy Time Club, we sing grumpy songs and we all pump our fists as we're yelling along. Everyone's right, no 
Just think of a grumpy time you had long ago and go down to the grumpy time club. Cause at the grumpy time club, there's no need to pretend to become a collected or pleasantly zen. Cause everyone's grumpy and everyone's friends down at the grumpy time club. Oh yeah, the grumpy time club. I'm going down to the grumpy time club. Eat a snack, get a hug, down at the grumpy time. Listening to the Children's Hour Public Radio Program. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, an educational nonprofit based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're listener supported at childrenshour.org. Support provided by Electric Playhouse, inviting Children's Hour listeners to get out of the cold weather and play at Electric Playhouse, featuring 16 interactive spaces with rotating games, a cafe, and a full bar. It's fun for the whole family to play and dine in a digital wonderland at Electric Playhouse in Albuquerque, New Mexico. More info at electricplayhouse.com. United Way of North Central New Mexico supports the Children's Hour. Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. Many thanks to the County of Bernalillo, New Mexico for their support of our learn-along guides that meet and cite national education standards. You can find them all at childrenshour.org. Thanks, Bernalillo County. I like all of the podcasts because they help me learn a lot. I'm Brooklyn Elder from Albuquerque. Find hundreds of educational podcasts at childrenshour.org or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Look for The Children's Hour.
That's on a move from a CD called Muchas Gracias with Bob Along and her Bob Dylan impersonation. Over the break, you heard Torbio got his groove back. That's the Hip Hop Hoodios. And the Grumpy Time Club is the title track of Carrie Ferguson's brand new release. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're talking with the epic voice guy himself, John Bailey, and the kids have a lot more questions. Let's go to you, Zen. You mentioned that you've done a lot of voiceover for video games and also for, like, anime and TV shows, what's the difference between doing a show versus a video game? Video games, they aren't already animated, and we can kind of just act. So we just have the, we have a huge line of script. The, 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 uh, the work itself is a way bigger job because it's just pages and pages and pages of lines. It's not a dialogue most of the time. It's a reactionary. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, what are you doing here? You know, and then I have to do that three or four different ways. Because, you know, every NPC, if you've seen the commercial for Free Guy, you know what an NPC is. Uh, for, for you, Katie, an NPC is a non-playable character. Uh, not to be confused with the Oculus Rift or Optimus Prime. Uh, <laughs> you are never going to let me live that down. So uh, they all have a set standard thing to say when you run into them and you try to ask them questions in a game. And sometimes they'll have ten lines. Sometimes, sometimes it depends on what part of the game you're in. They may have an additional set of lines somewhere else. Or there may be a quest and you have to finish... Uh, for instance, God of War 4, I'm one of the lake spirits. You have to go out to find all the lake spirits around the lake, and each one of them has their own individual.
individual quest. And when you finally defeat the quest for mine, I pop up and it's like, well done, boys. I never thought I'd see a scrap like that again. You know, I had all these specific lines and I interact with Kratos and his, and the, you know. So, uh, yeah, the lines are ridiculously long. And there's also a lot of things called efforts. So I don't know if you've ever gone to the gym. I know I don't look like I do, but every time you, you work out or you run or you play, you notice that you make sounds. You may not pay attention to them because your body just kind of automatically, <sighs> when you run or when you lift something, <clears throat> you know, that's every sound you make, though, that's considered an effort. With video games, there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of like, yeah, come on, let's go get them. And they're just like, oh, I got hurt. And you may get hurt by a spear or by fire or by electricity. You have to know what each one of those sounds sounds like. And it can be very hard on your throat for a guy like me to do that. So I try to book those jobs on the weekend so I have some time to get better before I do another job. Animation is a much smaller script. It's usually a much shorter time. Video games take up to four hours, whereas a show, you know, maybe... 30, 45 minutes. It depends on what the character is. If you're a main character, obviously you'd have more lines to do. But for a guy that does what I do, you know, I can do five or six characters in an anime, for example, and all of them have three to five lines a piece. And it's just, and there's no like, you know, any of that stuff going on. Wow. Hey, Melissa. So like you said, with all like this process of you growing up and you hearing your voices, how do you actually become a voice actor and make a living off of it? Well, that's probably the question I get asked the most, and everybody gets into it differently. Um, and a lot of people say, well, I can't do that because I'm a kid. Well, I don't know if you've ever watched Nickelodeon or Nick Jr. or any animated anything. We Bear Bears, the whole episode with the baby bears, those are real kids, guys. They Kids are actors too, but for that type of work, you have to be in the right place. Unfortunately, because of the way things work, a lot of people won't hire outside of Los Angeles, for example, or New York. So there's only a few major cities where you can do stuff like that. But things are changing because of technology. Now I can do a full session, an animation session, or an anime session, or a video game session right here. This is, Somebody asked, where do you work? Well, you're looking at it. It's a box in my living room. I don't have to go very far for work. I sleep five feet away. <laughs> it's not to the point yet where anybody can just do it from anywhere. Uh, for example, a lot of animation is done at Funimation, which is in Dallas, Texas. And you can submit online, but if you want to record, you have to be there. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, that changed a lot of things and forced people to figure out how to work like this, which I've been saying for a long time, you can do it like this. You don't have to be there at the studio. But they get very nervous, the studios. They get worried that, well, what if this? What if they don't have a good audio thing? Or maybe they're not very good with hardware. Or maybe there's, they don't have a good internet. You know, They have all these things that they're worried about. They're just like, our way is already set up perfect. We'd rather do it that way because it's easier. So when you first get started, you just you, you do what you do with your voice. Whatever you do with it, whether you want to be... A character person, you know, you come up with funny characters or whether you want to be somebody who does a lot of crazy accents. There's everybody does a little something different, but whatever you do, do something and put it out there. And eventually you'll start finding places like castingcallclub.com or voices.com or voice123.com because there's a lot of websites that have where you can just audition for open casting calls, which means anybody can try out for it. But there's a really great website that'll kind of give you all the basic information about this job. It's called I want to be a voice actor.com. And I don't know if you know him, but Perry the Platypus himself made that website, D. Bradley Baker. Now, D. Bradley Baker was also Captain Rex in Clone Wars. He's been doing voices for like 30-something years, so he made this site because he got asked a lot, how do you become a voice actor? And now the rest of us are like, hey, D. made a site, so we don't have to answer that question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put a link to that site on this episode page at the Children's Hours website, childrenshour.org. Maya and Max, you have a question. So what is your favorite voice? My favorite voice is probably a tie between Optimus Prime and Ryan Reynolds because I've filled in for, for Mr. Reynolds so much 
that it's just so much fun to do and everybody seems to love it. So it's kind of, it's kind of started down here and Optimus has always been my favorite and it's slowly gotten to where they're kind of even now. So, so yeah. Can you do a little sample of each one? My name is Optimus Prime and I am the leader of the Autobots. Transform and roll out. Hi there. How are you? My name is Ryan Reynolds and I'm the voice of Detective Pikachu. I hope you wear your brown pants. <laughs> We're talking with John Bailey. He's the epic voice guy. You have definitely heard his voice, and he's been on just hundreds and hundreds of different things, from video games to movies, commercials. I stopped counting out after about 7,000 <laughs> jobs. I just like, I, I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. We are so delighted to have the epic voice guy himself, John Bailey, with us on the Children's Hour today talking about voice acting. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more right after this. This is one way to use your voice. This is Sheila Chandra from a CD called Weaving My Ancestors' Voices right here on the Children's Hour. Takadin Welcome to Bottomus's big, bold, and beautiful banana disco tronica, baby.
noise from a new ish release called homemade big bold and beautiful banana disco tronica and before that you heard sheila chandra from a cd called weaving my ancestors voices that's speaking in tongues one you're listening to the children's hour and today on the show we have the epic voice guy himself John Bailey. And we still have questions for you, John Bailey. Corbett, let's go right over to you. How many things have you voice acted? I, I lost count years ago. I just, I kind of every every few years I just add another thousand or so because honestly it's every week. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are, they, they say like as kind of an understood rule, voice actors shouldn't talk about how much money they make or how often they book or how many auditions they get. Because they don't understand some voice actors only do a specific type of work. Some guys only do movie trailers and promo. That's the kind of things like, coming this weekend on Nickelodeon at 8, 7 central. That's called a promo. Uh, As opposed to, in a world, one man, coming soon to theaters, starts Friday everywhere, free to PG-13. That's a trailer. Some people only do that. So guys like that don't do animation auditions, for example. But then there's guys who do like video game stuff that don't do anything other than video games. Or guys that do anime that don't do anything other than anime. So everybody does a little different amount of work. I'm like a Swiss army knife because I have so many kids. I have four kids. My youngest daughter is 13 and my oldest daughter is uh, is going to be 20 in, in June and they eat everything. So in order to be able to afford them and my wife and be able to pay for all the food and we also have an autistic son. Uh, he's our second born. He's 18 and it gets very expensive with health care. So in order to be able to pay those bills, I have to work on as much as I possibly can. There's very little that I turn away because I'm just like, yeah. I also have a 20-year-old um, as well. That's my youngest. Not that I'm rubbing it in, but like... Well, you look younger than me, but you know, you thought Optimus Prime was an Oculus Rift, so that's when I, that's kind of <laughs> when I figured it out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Corbett, yeah. Do you have to get a college degree in voice acting? No, you do not. Uh, you can go to acting school, but there is no such thing as a voice acting school that I know of. 
Um, most of the people who do voiceover work probably get coaching online or in person. Amadeus. When you have to do a new voice that you've never done before, whether it's an impression or not, how long does it usually take for you to get that voice down? It depends. Uh, if it's a sound alike, I don't usually get a lot of time. They, the, my company has Express. My manager's company has Express in the title, so they don't really give me. Uh, for example, earlier today I had a sound alike for somebody. I can't remember now who it was, but you guys probably would know him. Um, I had forty-five minutes to get it done. <laughs> that was it. So they don't give you a lot of time, but they'll give me a few lines, or they'll give me a huge chunk of lines, and they'll give me a an audio reference, and sometimes maybe one or two, or they'll give me an audio reference for what the voice sounds like. But then somebody else, probably production, saying the actual lines the way they want it said. <laughs> so you kind of have to combine like what you hear in the audio reference of the actor with the way that the other guy is reading it, the temp guy, and mash those together. And you have to act and get the timing right at the same exact time and then submit it back. And I'll do all that within 45 minutes. With the character, I kind of have a little more liberty. Usually with cartoons especially, I usually have a few days. But I work better under pressure personally, so I usually do it the same day that it's due. Or I will actually uh, call up my my agency. They have what they call booth directors that will kind of guide you. Kind of like if you guys wanted, if, for example, if Zen was doing a character and he wanted some help with it, I would be on the phone directing him and say, why don't you try doing it this way? Or try adding this little bit or changing that or pitch it up or down. You know, they kind of just kind of, you know, guide you a little bit until they have something solid that they think will book because that's the whole point. If I book something, they also get paid. We, we both get paid. So the whole point is to get booked. So if it's a really big deal, if it's something important to me, like if it's Transformers, if it's SpongeBob, something that's huge that I know would be good for me and I know would pay really well, I usually go with some professional help if I can. But if I'm in a hurry, I don't really have the time and luxury of it. I just kind of do it when I do it. It comes with one of those Swiss Army knife situations I told you about earlier where it's just kind of do as much as you can because you got to keep paying the bills. <laughs> is radio a good training ground for voice acting? A lot of voice actors get in through radio. Uh, my buddy Kyle uh, Kyle Bear, who you guys would know for last time on Dragon Ball Z, he got in through Radio Disney in Texas, and then now he's out here. That's the epic voice guy, John Bailey, for whom time is indeed money. We know you have to go. Let me go, <laughs> let me go. Voices never bothered me anyway. John Bailey, thank you so much for being with us on the Children's Hour. Bye. Hey, thank you for coming. That was cool. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Token Ibis is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. At Token Ibis, philanthropy doesn't need more money, it needs more people. Through universal basic philanthropy, Token Ibis gives everyone a voice in social change. Learn more at tokenibis.org. I'm the mouth I like the chew gum, chatter hum Click my tongue, whistle and shout Cause I'm the mouth And I can drink juice, sip soup, fake toot And laugh out loud The brain makes the words But they go through me The official spokesperson of the whole body Zoopity-zan, zippity-pow I'm the mouth And I can flash my pretty watch and charm you right off your feet. The mouth. 
that's right. I can scream, breathe, eat cheese, and even sing, obviously. When the dummy needs food, I send down the grits. The heart rises the points, but I get the kiss. Zoom, zoom, kip, a kapow. Why don't we tell them one more time what the song's about? It's about the And that is correct. And if the heart concurs and the brain upstairs allows, there's one more thing I'd like to do, and that's to say I love you when I mean it from the bottom of my deepest room. And now. Elliot Park, the title track from the brand new release, The Mouth. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. We had so much fun with John Bailey. And Zen and our crew is a voice actor himself a little bit. Zen, can you just give us a taste of your Kermit? Well, I, I try and do my Kermit, but it doesn't always work out. You know how it is. It's not easy being green. Oh, I love it so much. Coming up, we have good news from the Extinction Diaries. But first, this is The Socks, right here on the Children's Hour. I got a rubber kicking and it sounds like this. Oh. I got a rubber kicking and it sounds like this. Oh, oh I got a rubber kicking. I got a rubber kicking and it sounds like this. Rubber chicken, and it sounds just like this. Diaries. Finally, some good news on the butterfly front in the United Kingdom. Ten years ago, the Duke of Burgundy butterfly was the island nation's rarest, having declined 50% in just 20 years. Nine years ago, 1,000 volunteers began a conservation program that has seen an increase of 25% in the Burgundy's population since. The group centered their protections around just 50 acres of managed conservation land and an educational program that reached the landowners of another 147 locations. One by one, those habitats began protections and saw a rise in Burgundy visitations and survival. Then, in the spring of 2020, a researcher stumbled upon the largest colony known. The landowner was proud of his protections and support they had been giving the butterflies for over 20 years. The Duke of Burgundy is brown with orange spots, and that proved excellent camouflage for the large group discovered. 
The males are solitary and must be insect ornery because females and caterpillars deliberately hide from them under leaves and brush. For once, the factors lined up and a decline has now been reversed. My name is Arn Oliveira and this is a Small World Radio production.
amigos nos ayudan a ser cada día mejor. Friends are like little treasures. If you find one, don't ever let go. Cuando te sientas muy solo, mira a tu alrededor. Un amigo está contigo para reír y cantar juntos. La, la, la. Bromley and one, two, three, Andres with La 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 from her release Fiesta Global. And before that, you heard Sonia de los Santos with her title track of her brand new hot off the presses release, Esperanza. By the way, Flor Bromley and Sonia de los Santos are voice actors themselves. And before the Extinction Diaries, that was the rubber chicken revamp from The Socks. Their release is called The Stuff Our Kids Say. I'm Katie Stone, and you've been listening to the Children's Hour, and we've been learning about voice acting today with John Bailey. You can see pictures and find links and more at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Epic Voice Guy. We still have our friend Kermit with us, and I think he wants to introduce this next song. To introduce this song is what I'm here to do, so it really makes me happy to introduce to you the Rainbow Connection! Yay! Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. Somebody thought of that And someone believed it Look what it's done so far What's so amazing That keeps us stargazing What do we think 
Rainbow Connection, a mashup made by me, many artists in there, and you're listening to the Children's Hour. Our show today was on voice acting. We're going to go out with a voice actor who's also a children's musician, Gunnar Madsen. You can find a lot more info about this episode and all our other work at childrenshour.org. 10,000 is what it took to make my life complete. 10,000 I finally, finally had enough to eat. Vegetables of me I've had enough I've had enough to eat Ten thousand pancakes Is what it took To make my life complete Ten thousand pancakes I finally, finally had enough to eat Ten thousand pancakes I won't be needing vegetables of me Ten thousand pancakes I've had enough I've had enough to eat Just put one fork in front of the other And soon you'll be bolted to the ground It takes perseverance, friend But you'll get there in the end You'll put on 300 pounds You'll put on 300 pounds You'll put on 300 pounds I've been to the east, I've been to the west Searching for the food that's best I've been up the mountain and down to the darkest depths But always came away so hungry Nothing it seemed to fill my life Until one day I met a plain and humble flatjack Living in a short stack Just put one fork in front of the other The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Our show was written by Katie Stone with lots of help from all of us on the kids crew. You can find photos, links, learn along guides, and more about us at childrenshour.org. 
Many thanks to John Bailey, Epic Voice Guy, for being with us on the Children's Hour today. Thanks for being with us, John Bailey. We sure had fun with you. Find photos and more at childrenshour.org. Find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to our patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music was written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by PRX, the Public Radio Exchange, and by the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. Thank you.